Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Football. Ooh, Everson Griffin feels slighted going into this game against Mike Zimmer and the Vikings. We'll talk about that and a couple other items on today's episode of Purple Daily, right after Declan responsibly cracks. Oh, yeah. That's the wrong soundbite. Well, but just I will keys. be. I no, will no, be. No, I will don't be, use your don't, keys. Don't, don't, don't do it, Declan. <laughs> I will be using the keys to drive to the local liquor store after okay. Purple there you Daily. Go. Responsible. There to it be is. picking up a 12er, maybe two, of Corona hard seltzer. There you go. The only hard seltzer made with Pure Beach Vibes with a refreshing splash of fruit flavors. Such as tropical lime, mango, cherry, and blackberry lime. Corona Hard Seltzer is a tasty spike sparkling water with a splash of natural fruit flavor that allows you to enjoy the moment. In each can, Corona Hard Seltzer has zero carbs, zero sugar, 90 calories, and is gluten-free. Relax responsibly. Corona Hard Seltzer spikes sparkling water with natural flavors. Imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Football. I miss guys. I miss Harrison. I miss Anthony. I miss EK. I miss I miss Zimmer. So when Zimmer said that about that, I'm a good player. All right. We're going to see who's a good player on Sunday. All right. That's what I got for him. Then I be looking. I'm just a good player. All right. He got a good player coming his way. He, he got it. Okay. He going to see on Sunday what he got coming for him. But you they're going to put some respect on my name. He going to put respect on my name. That's all I'm saying. Like he he just he just wasn't a good coach to me. He was a great coach. He he, he helped me improve. He helped me grow. So I, 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 I don't ever talk bad about people. So for him to call me a good player. All right. I got something for him on Sunday. Wow. Amazing. Uh, Purple Daily, Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, and Declan Goff. You can find Purple Daily in audio form on Apple, Spotify, and scorenorth.com, where you can also find Judd's Vikings writings, and in video form on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Purple Daily Podcast. And I would say, you know what? Mike Zimmer called him a good player. Mike Zimmer referred to Everson Griffin this week as he was a good player for us, and uh, I wish him the best. I just... Don't want him to play well this weekend, obviously, which is what all coaches say, right? I wish him the best, but just not against us. I uh, I sided with Everson. I think Everson was a great player for the Minnesota Vikings, and I'm glad that he is using Mike Zimmer's dismissal of his greatness as whiteboard material in this game between the Vikings and the Lions this weekend, boys. Imagine being Zim and, and thinking to yourself that you know that you're going to be asked about Elv, and you think, you know what, I'm going to pay him a compliment. He was a really good player for us. And Zim probably walked away from that Zoom press conference thinking, 
I handled that question really well. Like I, I gave a, my guy. I yeah. gave a down the middle, very honest and incredible, and and not glowing, but that's fine. Um, Ev is going to see this, and he's going to think, you know what, Zim did right by me. And yesterday, somebody had to tell Zim, Everson's really pissed. Why? Because you called him good. Like, think about that. (laughs) If you're Zim, you're like, I got no problems, okay? (laughs) My team's got two wins. I've got cornerbacks who I'm calling. I'm actively calling. I believe his, his reference on Wednesday was kindergartners. That's what he's calling his cornerbacks. And now Everson's mad that I called him good. I can't even process is, that it, if you're Zim. It is hilarious. Like, yeah, at some point, you know, someone from Vikings PR, like Jeff Anderson or somebody, had to go up to Zim and say, "Hey, uh, <laughs> so, uh, so Everson's kind of pissed." What? Yeah. What? Why? Do you, what, what, why? What, do you, what do you mean? <laughs> <sighs> well, he took it as shade that you called him a good player yep. on Wednesday in your press conference. What? What are you talking about? Um, this is a great example of players and coaches do this too. Like PJ Fleck has done this with the Gophers. They'll take literally any sort of headline or anything to latch onto. Michael Jordan used to do, you know, that the last dance documentary. I mean, yep. Michael Jordan would find little things here and there, like backup caliber players on opposing teams. Yeah. Um, if you looked at him the wrong way in a game once, George Carl. Yeah, didn't George say Carl, hi at what the, uh, the restaurant. restaurant. Yes. And these Southern guys, Carolina guy, yeah, they'll find that motivation. So, so I guess uh, does Everson Griffin have a right? Let Let's say Mike Zimmer called him a good player and meant it. It's a good player, yeah. Where, like, what would you guys consider Everson's Griff, Everson Griffin's career as a Viking? Where would you sort of, how would you sort of characterize it in the pantheon of Vikings defensive pass rushers? I believe he's second time, or I believe he's second all time, if I'm not mistaken, in sacks. Uh, he had some great years. He was a very good player. I think Mike was. Exactly right. Is he a Ring of Honor player? Yes. Um, Adrian is for sure. Adrian's a pro football you know, Hall of Famer. You know what? You know what? With the fact that these guys don't retire jerseys and consider the ring to be um, a place to put moss, I think it's a conversation. They only have, I think, yeah, six retired numbers, think, and moss is not one of them. I think with how they have structured things, I think he might be, but it'll be a long time from now. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what the jurisdiction of the like first ballot ring of honor status is he might not be that but i do think he gets in the ring of honor he was a phenomenal and his, his charismatic personality is only going to help him i think solidify that but he's a ring of honor candidate for sure it looks like according to pro football reference he's fourth on the vikings all-time sack list behind john randall chris dolman and jared allen he is one of the vikings all-time in my opinion steals in, in the draft because oh, yeah. he, he had problems coming out of Southern Cal off the field problems mm-hmm. and he fell to the fourth round. And that's, and that's one where Rick was not lying. He was a first round talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like was, that was no BS. The Vikings have actually done that you, in terms of first round talents that they were able to get late in the first round or, or second, third rounds because of injury issues or off the field issues. Stefan Diggs, Everson Griffin, Dalvin cook was one that fell to the second round because yeah. of this. So he, and so they've actually done a good job of, taking risks, quote-unquote, on guys that have red flags in the draft, and I think he's probably exhibit A I for that. I think Everson is upset. If if he is truly upset, so like like let's say his feelings are hurt, which he claimed, I think he's upset because in his mind he loves Zimmer, and yes. he thought Mike loved him back. Like, listen to the way he talks about I think Mike hurt. Zimmer. Yeah, he, I mean, he's, he's hurt. He thinks of Mike Zimmer as someone who sort of helped save his life in some ways, and, right? And he... And, Look at the sack statistics. 
Mike took him from being, I think, a solid player into the good to great range. I miss guys. I miss Harrison. I miss Anthony. I miss EK. I miss I miss Zimmer. So when Zimmer said that about that, I'm a good player. All right. We're going to see who's a good player on Sunday. All right. That's what I got for him. And I be looking. I'm just a good player. All right. He got a good player coming his way. He, he got it. Okay. He going to see on Sunday what he got coming for him. But you gonna, you, they going to put some respect on my name. He going to put respect on my name. That's all I'm saying. Like, he, he, just, he just wasn't a good coach to me. He was a great coach. He, he, he helped me improve. He helped me grow. So I, 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 I don't ever talk bad about people. So for him to call me a good player, all right. I got something for him on Sunday. I love Everson Griffin so much. Too, man. He's a little bit of a psycho, but, um, but sometimes player. he's like a teddy bear. Um, so I here's my here's how I would characterize Everson Griffin as a Viking. I think there is a top tier of great Vikings pass rushers and defensive linemen, and it includes John Randall. It includes the three main guys from the Purple People Eaters, so Carl Eller, Jim Marshall, and Alan Page. Mm-hmm. You stop me if I'm wrong on this. No, okay. And I think it also includes Chris Dolman. I think the second tier of all-time great Vikings defensive linemen, I think it actually starts with Daniil Hunter. And, and then Daniil Hunter... And he could get up there. Yeah, he's I on that. path to get to the top tier, especially with you know being the youngest guy to ever get to 50 sacks, I believe, in NFL history. But he got injured this year, and so he had a, he had a one year setback that you know might prevent him from getting to some certain numbers. I also think the second tier includes Everson Griffin, Jared Allen, Kevin Williams, maybe Brian Robinson. But I think there's a gap between no. Everson Griffin and Brian Robinson. Agreed with that. Okay, so I think that's your second tier. And if you want to create a third tier that Brian Robinson can be the captain of, I would. I would. I, that's how I would characterize Big it. Pat. <laughs> Ooh, Big Pat was yeah. I feel like the bulk of his career rush, came in I Buffalo, mean, though, didn't it? He was really good here, man. He was really good. He's in the good. second but, tier. But, but he's, he's in the a second fat tier. guy, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, run stopper. He's in the mold. second tier, and Linval Joseph might actually be in that second tier, too. I don't, I don't think hmm. he's ring of honor material. I don't, I don't think his career was long enough. Everson, you're saying? Or? Uh, Linval. Yeah, no, he, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No, I, I get yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. But, I, but even like, but, but really even player. guys like in that second, like Ray Edwards, like that's another similar dude who was a fourth round pick. And turned out to like 35 sacks in a small little career. Like they've always been able to find dudes on the defensive line, whether it's in the draft or free agency, that turn out to be extremely effective players. And see, him. like Ray Edwards was a was a good player right. who benefited from having three ridiculously good defensive linemen. Everson to yeah. me is for sure a tick above Ray Edwards. Do you remember Ray trying to box? <laughs> you, Paul Sarrow and, and I went up to Duluth to go see, see him fight against some tomato can. Man, it was pathetic. <laughs> he won the fight, right? Like, of course. He, he like fought me. Like the guy looked like me. <laughs> hey, put up your nooks, Ray Edwards. Put up your nooks. You play for the Vikings, right? That's right here. I hear you play for the Vikings. Are you good? Don't hit me. Please don't hit me. So, so Griffin's career uh, starts in 2010, and he played 11 games, I think mostly on special teams, okay? But his sack totals from 2010 through Frazier's last year, which was 2013, uh, go 0, 4, 8, 5, and 1 half sacks, okay? Yeah, he wasn't even a starter. Now, now here here's why I think that he thought Zim loves me. Zim turned him or helped turn him into a guy who, starting in 2014, the sack totals 12, Ten and a half sacks, eight, thirteen, five and a half, and eight. Yeah, but I mean, so so we're talking within a four year time span, boys, of three seasons with double digit sacks. Yeah, he turned into one so of the one of the why. better pass rushers, and he was also, I mean, he he tended to be great as a run stopper too. You could, like the criticism of Jared Allen 
and of Unique Ngakwe, and we're going to get to a, a Unique Ngakwe talker in a second, is that they could sort of sold out to get sacks. Everson Griffin did not sell out to get sacks. Everson Griffin was just a really good, I say was, still is a good player mm-hmm. at the end of his career here. So, well, we'll see. He's got the motivation. Do you guys, d- does it concern you that he's going to come in, in here fired up if you're the Vikings? Let me take your question and ask it this way. Yep. Who are you more afraid is going to pull like a Kobe Bryant, Utah Jazz moment of, I can't do it all the time, but I'm going to do it this once against the Vikings. Is it Everson Griffin or Adrian Peterson? Griffin. I think Peterson's done. Yeah, I think it's Griffin. I don't. I, I don't. I don't think guys on like like I can see Everson Griffin single handedly taking over this game. I think guys in the Lions on the offense can get it done without Adrian Peterson. I do look forward to seeing on the sideline at some juncture, if not more than once on Sunday. Adrian yelling at Patricia to put him in the game. I, yeah. I think it's going to take place, it will. and I will embrace it with open <laughs> arms when I see him melting down and saying, you idiot, why am I not playing? Because Peterson and I don't agree on a lot of things, but we do agree on this. Matt Patricia is an idiot. <laughs> uh, yeah, he does. I think, especially in these games against the Vikings, and this will be, what, the third time he's played the Vikings? Washington he did too, right? Okay, so he played the, the Saints game opening night of 2016. Yeah, correct. Seven or 17? 17. 17. 17. Thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. And then I think once with Washington, correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and, then, and I think he his ego flares up in that like I don't want my former team to see me as this like bench player shell of myself. I want to show them uh, who's boss. And not that the, I don't think him and the franchise are on really bad terms anymore. I think once his career's over, the Vikings will welcome him back. Oh yeah, he'll be in the Ring of Honor, yep. and he's fine with that. Do you think he gets his number retired? Uh, if if Moss so. does not, you can't. I don't see how. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ra- I'm with you on Randy that. Randy Moss is until Chris I, Carter has his number retired. He does, but I, in my opinion, until 84 is retired, I don't have. I can't make a case for anyone else now. It's also kind of hard in football because, like, you just don't have all that many. You have a 53 man roster. Right. In a practice squad, and you just need numbers. But when it comes to Moss, I hate that. I hate that because Randy Moss changed the game of yeah. football. Like, Agreed. like, right. okay, I completely get if if Peterson, who was a great player, but you, you deem him uh, not worthy of retiring twenty eight. Like, okay, I get it. But Randy Moss changed the course of of the passing game, and he changed the course of your franchise completely. And you don't retire his number, and I don't even like him that that much. But that's not the point. The point is he changed the league. He took your fan base, which was aging and sort of bored, and sort of that Met Stadium right post World War II guy who, who used to bring the bottle of schnapps to the game and drink. He took that fan base and turned it into a young schnapps, energetic fan base. <laughs> and you don't retire his digits. Do you guys ever drink schnapps? Not, I did not since uh, a very kid. long time. I'll just say that I won't. And they probably drank much, and they probably drank hard, hardcore stuff. So <laughs> I'm sorry if I offended that group of people. No, that's okay. Um, but the fact is, how can you make a case to retire numbers from here on out if you're not going to retire Mosses? No, it's true. It's true. So with that said, Everson Griffin, uh, I think he's borderline Ring of Honor. But definitely not number retired. Oh, wasn't yeah. on that yeah. level. Agreed with that um, completely. Judd broached this question here too. Let's uh, let's let's pivot to this here for a second on Purple Daily. So Unique Ngakwe, he plays what five or six games for the. I think he played six games for the Vikings, and then they traded him 
So they, they had him for a month and a half, basically, and then they traded him to Baltimore. Now, in those six games, he did have five sacks, 12 tackles, so it wasn't like he played terribly or anything. He he averaged about a sack per game and was going to get double-digit sacks if he had played the whole season. But um, but he didn't fill the role that they were hoping because the team just wasn't good enough. And so they wanted to, when they made the trade for him, they thought, well, we're going to have Daniil Hunter over here and Unique Ngakwe as also maybe a borderline top 10 pass rusher. And these guys are just going to be unleashed. And then Daniil Hunter's injury was worse than they thought. So they just cut bait on Unique Ngakwe. So where does, as Judd posed in our emails back and forth this morning, where does Unique Ngakwe rank? on the list of Vikings and Minnesota sports trades that when, when they happened, you were like, Ooh, this is going to be interesting. And then for whatever reason, whether the player underperformed or in this case, whether like the team underperformed and they made the trade uh, to, to dish him out of here, where, you know, where, what other players come to mind? The top one for me that comes immediately to, uh, to mind because this guy was coming back and the excitement is Moss in 2010. Because they got Moss back, and we didn't realize that that he was he was uh, traded in part because his performance was starting to decline with the Patriots. Um, I just recall the excitement and the immediate oh my god, you know, Rice is not coming back now, but you got Randy Moss, yeah, and it took it took slightly less than a month for him to be gone. So I, I think the poster child um, example of this is Moss, and just that. Basically, couple weeks of excitement down to he's gone now and he's been released completely. Dude, I thought when they made that trade, because I remember they made that trade, and I think the Twins were in a playoff run against the Yankees. Yep. It was like, oh, and the Vikings had obviously just went to the NFC Championship game the year before. Yep. And I thought, oh, man, they're, they're going to get. So Randy Moss is coming back. Uh, he's been amazing for the Patriots the last few years. There, at that point, there was no real evidence that he was completely washed and that he had no speed left anymore. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be a revenge tour and that him and Brett Favre were going to make a victory lap around the league and the Vikings were going to dig out of their September hole. And instead, Randy Moss turned out to be gunpowder sprinkled on a <laughs> flammable situation between Brett Favre and Brad Childress and the ownership. And broken down. And he couldn't play for the most part. Yeah, I mean, he, I think he's okay, but he wasn't. Yeah, great. like he was broken down. I think had he been in the right situation and mindset and coach and stuff, I don't think it would have turned out that way. I think he would have been a productive player. Yeah, productive, but not a superstar by that point. I'll give you guys another one here. All right, Donovan McNabb in yeah. 2011. Hey, back to Purple Daily in just a moment, but a quick shout out to our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. They've been here for you business owners in the state of Minnesota. They know that you business owners are our community partners, in some cases community leaders, and uh, you're just ingrained in our communities in general. And uh, and they want to offer frontline protection, peace of mind, and they want to make sure that you are feeling good going into 2021 with your business. So go to federatedinsurance.com to find out more information about your marketing representative, the person that you can be in contact with, and also all the different trusted resources that you can get access to. At Federated Insurance, it's always our business to protect yours. <laughs> because now they had, they, I believe they drafted Ponder. They yep. they brought in McNabb and then they drafted Ponder, Correct. right? In that order? Yes, yes. Less, less um, told Rick to trade for McNabb because he thought, I have to have a veteran quarterback. Rick said, that's fine, but I'm drafting one. Okay. And so the friction existed between those two guys. Amazing. And you oh, know what, great. you know, McNabb, he, he did have the pit stop in Washington the year before, but I think Mike Shanahan was the head coach and they clashed. 
And so you, you, you could kind of make a case for, all right, he's not that old. He's like, you know, he's like 34, 35. And the Vikings just did it with 40 year old Brett Favre coming off That's what they were a thinking. weird pit stop in the, in New York with the Jets. Uh-huh. So they were literally trying to recreate. And there had been Donovan McNabb rumors even going back like five years earlier when Brad Childress mm-hmm. got the job initially. Yep. And so I, I really legitimately thought that Donovan McNabb was going to have a rejuvenated season and that, you know, he, at least for a couple of years was going to, Kind of do what Brett Favre did and and play it his best, and that obviously. <laughs> Can I give did you two happen. things off that? <laughs> so when Brad got fired in 2010, I believe the Vikings' first game after Brad got fired, so Frazier's first game was in Washington, um, and the Vikings, if I'm not mistaken, won that game in 2010. Okay, and McNabb started at quarterback. And I covered that game, and I'm watching him, and I'm going, like, there's something really off here. Now, I attributed it in retrospect to what you said, which was, well, he's not a good fit for the system, and it's not working, and it's somewhat out of his control. But do you know the tip-off to me that this is trouble? And I'm not joking his here. His training camp press conference? The training camp press conference when he start, when he came in huge. I mean, he looked like a left guard. And he came in huge, and that's when he started in the, hey, man, Cato, tell Wendy's we're coming. Tell McDonald's we're coming. Tell KFC we're – and he went through – Pizza ranch. Yes, and he went through all of the restaurants and basically said, me and the O-line want free meals. And he wasn't kidding. And I thought to myself, <laughs> oh, my oh my God, this is not good because you, dude, are big already. Dude, they got – and they started off 0-4. They, they beat the Cardinals in Week 5. Yes, and then I think his last game was a loss at Chicago. He in got week lifted six. at halftime. Okay, it, it was a Storm Sunday night game, everywhere. Monday night game, and and he was so the pass that he threw where where you knew it was a disaster. Who were they playing? Were they playing? Was it the Arizona game? He threw a short pass to Shankow, and the ball literally hit two yards in front of Asante. Yeah, it was a two hopper. I do remember that throw, and I'm like, oh. You just hopped the ball to him. Now, in fairness to Donovan, okay, in fairness, he now he did have Percy Harvin, so he he at least had one sort of Swiss Army knife weapon. It wasn't like there were zero weapons. Yes, but um, Adrian Peterson got hurt. Well, no, in, I, I guess Adrian Peterson was in his prime and played for the duration of Donovan's period, and yeah, then got hurt later. Christmas so, Eve, yeah. So he had Adrian Peterson oh, in his no prime too. He just dunk. Some of his other wide receivers, though, like Michael Jenkins, Shanko, kind of passed his prime. Devin Aroma Shadu oh, yeah. was one of their top three wide receivers. Mm-hmm. And Toby Gerhardt was their, was their Do you running remember back receiving How leader. excited when they drafted, I think they took Toby in the second, second round. round from Stanford. Yeah. And we all thought, oh, Adrian's got his fullback, man. This is going to be fantastic. He's going to blow. Is this going to be great? No. And I think he lasted like three years. But he was a running back. Like, did they. That's that's the weird thing. He was because I remember. I thought he, we thought that he was going to be the one-two team, and like he was going to block because he was a. Uh, anyway, I just remember his last year at Stanford. It was just a disaster. He ran for like two thousand yards his last year at Stanford, and it was like, oh man, they that's got yep. they got this like oh they're going to have these two running backs. No, they still just have one. So, anyways, who else, Dex? Who else can you <laughs> yeah, think of? The, the couple that come to mind um, are even though it's a little blurry, but when they when the twin traded for Jaime Garcia in twenty seventeen. Because at first you're like, oh, so they are going to add like a, a decent pitching rotation guy here. And then within him making that start, they're like, no, never mind. <laughs> you don't we're actually one start. out. We're going we're gonna to trade him to the Yankees after acquiring which, him 48 hours. That's, that's a hilarious one. Which, which was genius, too. I'm yeah. pretty sure. I think were you you might have been. Were you producing our show that day when we were at we were in Mankato when that happened? I feel I like I can't remember. I might have been. 
Yeah, wow. we were doing uh, we were doing shows from Vikings training camp when the Jaime okay. Garcia stuff yeah, went down. They did bail quickly, though. That, it was great. I mean, as quickly as the Vikings bailed on Unique Ngakwe, like the Twins had Jaime Garcia for a week. <laughs> so they beat the Vikings by where a did month. The twins, where did the Twins were in contention, and they had like a rough two weeks, was it? Mm-hmm. They were never really in contention. But, they were like they under five hundred, but they had that like l- the rough stretch, and. <laughs> They just pivoted in about two seconds and yeah. said, nice start in Oakland. Thanks a lot. You're going to the Yankees. Yeah. And then I think they actually still made a run and finished within a couple games or something. They went out uh, west, I think, and got hot. Or was that the year they made the wild card game? No, that, that Who knows? Be, whatever. That might be right. I don't care anymore. So anyways, um, yeah, Unique Ngakwe. It was a great, great five sacks in Vikings history, and they will always be remembered Oh, here's a Twins fondly. one for you. Tommy Herr, 88, okay? So, so people loved Bruno. But the Tom twins, for the young YouTube yeah, audience. Yes, people love Tommy, but her came here, and the twins had been looking to find consistency at second base at that time. And Tommy Her had been a good player, and nobody knew that he was basically crying on the plane flying here because he hated being traded so much, and that went from being well. It, it's a big trade, and people don't necessarily love it, but it's going to fill a position of need in a big way yeah. to this guy is an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and and now he's going into the Cardinals Hall of Fame, so he's right. They never should have traded him. Yeah, uh, I like that one, too. I like that one, too. Um, so, yeah, if you guys have any other suggestions, throw them in the comment section on YouTube.com slash Purple Daily Podcast. Trades that you thought as a Minnesota sports fan or a Vikings fan, yes, this is going to be it. And it turned out to be a buzzkill. Um, hit us up. And don't forget, Vikings vent line right after the Vikings game is over against the Lions on Sunday. Are they going to win and climb closer to 500? Or are they going to continue climbing closer to a higher draft pick? Either way, there's going to be things to celebrate after the Vikings-Lions game is over. Mackie, Judd, Declan, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. The South Dakota Stories, Volume 1. She was a city girl, but always somewhere else in her head. Somewhere where bison roam, rivers flow, and people get their hiking boots dirty. Like, actually dirty. So one day she fled west and discovered this place of beauty, history, and a delicious taste of adventure. But before she knew it, she was driving away with memories to share and the hopes of returning. Because there's so much South Dakota, so little time.